Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go to the Word of God today, and we've been looking at a few different verses. There's so many verses that I could pull out uh, for this um, for this subject about church membership. I'll just read Matthew 16, 18. Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Well, Brother Jeremy, why a podcast on church membership and the importance of church membership? Because it is something, and I've been in church long enough to know the difference uh, I've seen it's it's something that is not uh, not em- emphasized in the hour that we're living. People just think they can float here, there, everywhere. Well, I'm a Christian. You know, I can be a Christian without being a church member, and that's true. You can be saved without being a church member, but you can't be obedient to the Lord and to the Word of God without being a church member because it's what the Bible teaches. It's just that clear. And we talked uh, on the last podcast about what is the church. Well, the church is what the Bible says it is. It's the body of Christ. It's the bride of Christ. It's the building of Christ. It's bought with the blood of Christ. It began with Christ. And I, I said that I believe in a general church, eternal, but I believe in a local church, earthly. There's no doubt about it. We are seated in heavenly places in the body of Christ. Every single person that has been saved is right now represented in heaven, in the body of Christ, the church general. And so when people say we're part of the church, so what's it matter if we go to a local church? That's what they're talking about. But there is a general eternal church, but there's also a local earthly church. And there's nowhere in the New Testament that you can find God doing His work outside of the local church. You can't find it. God deals with the local church, and it's so important for us to be a part of a local church. So who can be a member? Who can be? Who's supposed to be a member of the church? Well, first of all, it's only people that have been saved. You've got to be saved to be a member of the church. Now, these are important things because there have been people that have given their life about church membership, that we believe someone cannot join the church, and I'm talking about Baptist, a Baptist distinct. We believe in regenerated church membership. That is, you've got to be saved to join the church. Acts 2.47, the Bible's clear, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The ones that got saved were added to the church. So only those that have been saved can be a member of a church. Number two, only those who have been saved and baptized can be a member of the church. Acts 2.41, then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And then here's a third reason that only only a person can be a member of a church is one that is in fellowship with Christ and the other members of the church. The Bible's clear about that. 2 Thessalonians 3, 6, now we command you, brethren, In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition 
which he received of us. Now, that's in the Bible. You know, people people are so hard against tradition now, and I am too. I think tradition for tradition's sake is wrong, but there are good traditions that need to be uh, need to be continued. And so you need to be saved, you need to be saved and baptized, and then you need to be in good standing with Christ and the church in fellowship. And the fourth person who can be a member of the local church is one who remains in good standing with their former church. <laughs> oh, he didn't say that. Surely he didn't. Go. Oh, yes, I believe those that remain in good standing with their former church can be a member of the church. And if, if pastors would be um, stronger on this issue, we wouldn't have near the amount of church hopping and moving from here to there and hurting everybody's feelings and getting, you know, I didn't get my way, so I'm going up the road. It's, it's a sad, sad day we live in for sure. Then you got the ordinances of the church. I'm talking about church membership, why it's so important. And this is just truth. And if this bores you, I'm sorry. It's just what God put on my heart. But, but these things are so important. And you'd be amazed at the ignorance. And that's not an ugly word. It's just mean lack of knowledge. You'd be amazed at the ignorance of people that don't understand how the church works and why the church is the way it is. What are the ordinances of the church? And when we talk about an ordinance, we're talking about that which is ordered, that which is commanded, something Christ gave as a commandment. And there's only two biblical ordinances of the church. I don't need any letters. I don't need any messages on Facebook of how I'm a heretic uh, because I don't wash feet. Christ gave two ordinances to observe. One was baptism, and one was the Lord's Supper. And baptism is to be administered by the church to the believer after his conversion to give testimony of the new believer's faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It does not save you. It doesn't add anything to your salvation. It's the first act of obedience to the Lord. And then the Lord's Supper, which is also some call communion. I like, I prefer the Lord's Supper. It serves as a, you know, to commemorate the shedding of the blood and the suffering of the body and the sacrifice he gave for our forgiveness. And those two ordinances are of the church. And so we, we need to understand that. Now, it's very important to understand how the church is organized the organization of the church. Well, it's, it's not hard. It's not complicated. The Bible teaches it. Number one, Christ is the head. Christ is the head. He's the supreme authority. And the local church has got to be in submission to Jesus. And I'm telling you, preachers have overridden this. Deacons have overridden this. Uh, big givers have overridden this. Sunday school teachers have overridden this. There's only one person that has the supreme authority, and that's Jesus Christ. And the Bible teaches that the local church is a self-governing, autonomous, uh, 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 not organization, but organism, because it's, it's alive. The local church is autonomous. That means it's self-governing. Governing. It means it answers to no one or no entity other than Christ. Ephesians 1.22 says, And he hath put, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. The head over all things to the church. That doesn't sound like that's coming from a headquarter somewhere with a denominational title. 
Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church is an independent church. We do not answer to a convention. We do not answer to a hierarchy. We do not answer to a college. We do not. Answer. We answer to the Word of God. We give an account to the Word of God. And the Bible says it's supposed to be that way. He's the head over all things to the church. So that's the first organization of the church is Christ. Then the second thing is the Word of God. And by the way, they're inseparable. Christ and the Word of God. So you've got the Word of God as the only instruction manual for the local church to have faith and to have practice. Uh, the Bible says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. So the first is Christ and the Word of God. And if the Bible doesn't say it, I don't want to hear it. We've got so many opinions, so many people that's got opinions about this. Show me from the Bible. I want the truth. I named this podcast Treasures of Truth because without the truth, we're no different than any other. If it's just man-made tradition and opinion, then we're no different than any other. Give me the Word of God. Tell me the Word of God. Show me the Word of God. If it's in there, I'll line up. If it's not in there, then I'll have to work that out myself, and you work it out yourself. And uh, if God deals with you about something that's not in the Word of God, then, then that's on you. And if God deals with me about something that's not in the Word of God, then that's on me. But we cannot go about policing everyone with our own opinions of what we think is right and what we think is wrong unless we have concrete Scripture for it. And we lost a whole generation. We lost almost a whole generation of church folk because of pastors and church people that thought themselves holy enough and spiritual enough that they could tell someone how they ought to live without having the Word of God to back it up. We're living now in a generation that doesn't even care if the Bible says it, much less if it's the opinion of a preacher. And there was a day there was a time when the man of God could speak and people would line up because they had that much confidence in preachers. But that day has passed. We need the Word of God. Christ is the head. The Word of God is the instruction. And number three, the organization of the church is the pastor. The pastor, the Bible calls him the under-shepherd. It calls him the under-shepherd. He's the one that is following the chief shepherd. He's also called the overseer. The Bible talks about us being an overseer and feeding the flock of God, taking the oversight, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. And so you either believe the Bible or you don't. And there's a lot of churches that are not uh, successful today because they're fighting over who's going to be in charge, who's going to be the boss, who's going to be the one that makes the call. Well, number one, ultimately, it's Christ that makes the call. And he makes that call through what the Word of God says. And he makes the call through what the Word of God says by leading the pastor to take the oversight of the house of God. Then you've got deacons that are appointed by the church, and they're just servants. They're servants to the ministry, servants to the pastor. They help the pastor uh, with, with, with taking care of the flock. They assist the pastor with leading the flock. They don't ramrod him and make him uh, feel like he's got to listen to what they say. 
they're there for the protection and the accountability. And so I've been blessed over the years to have great working relationships with deacons. I've had times uh, at both churches where, you know, there were the issues of trying to find that groove uh, of leadership. But, boy, I'm blessed today. I'm telling you, thanks to Calvary, I've got some deacons that are just servants. They're here just to to talk about, you know, what do we need to do for the church? Let's work together. And, and that's wonderful because that's the way it is. And God helped the pastor who feels like he's got to be in charge and be in control. I understand he is, but if you're in control, you don't have to tell everybody about it. And then God helped the pastor who wants to do something for God, but there is a big daddy rabbit standing in his way that every time he tries to bring something that God has on his heart, no, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. Friend, if you're a deacon, uh, no offense, but that's not your place to call. It's your place to look at him and say, now, if it's something outlandish and it's, uh, you know, an unbelievable mistake and it's evident that it is, of course, the church has the right to say no. But if it's just the man of God comes to you and it's not something that's crazy, but it's something that he's got on his heart and he with tears in his eyes says, I believe this is what God wants for the church. I've prayed about it. I've fasted about it. And you look at him and say, we're not going to do that. You're going to stand before God because you are, you have put your place in a position of authority that you have no place being. The deacons were established for the position of service to help with those uh, to help with those that were lacking. And then there's the organization of the membership. The members of a local church are covenanted, covenanted together to fulfill the great commission of the Lord Jesus Christ to take the gospel to the world. And that's, that's what the church is all about. And it, it's that simple. And what we've done is we've complicated things in the church. And the church needs to get back to the simplistic Christ is the head. The Word of God is our instruction. The man of God is to follow Christ, and we're to follow Him. Uh, the deacons, the, the leaders, the Sunday school teachers, all the membership, fall in line, get in one accord, and say, let's go reach somebody with the gospel. That's the church, and it's that simple. Today, I'm going to conclude this on another time, but today, get out and be salt and light. Go out today and tell somebody about Jesus. The world is dirty and dark and needs you. If you're listening to this in the evening, why don't you plan on purpose? Tomorrow, I'm going to get up, pray, read my Bible, get filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to go out and make a difference in the world. Until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, we're going to go further back into this church membership. Until then, God bless you.